Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Forever Family series, where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Now let's join him for today's message. Let me invite you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 24 and verse 25 in the book of Hebrews. And he says, And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Today's title is We Church. Say We Church. Now I'm actually using church as a verb in this context and we are calling attention to what church is truly. When you think about priorities in life. We all understand priorities. We all understand priorities. That doesn't necessarily mean that our priorities are as they should be, but we understand priorities. And today we're looking at an aspect where there is a call for us to think about, to consider how we stir up love and good deeds in one another. And then he tells us how to do it. He says, we church. We church. Often though is we can make up a whole lot of excuses and not to church. We can make a whole lot of excuses. You can find, man, it's raining. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I got my cousin got a party. Party scheduled two hours after service. You know nobody gonna show up to two hours after that. But the party. And whatever else we want to put in front of it. And the issue is, is really how much is church a priority? And we got to define something that's serious right here of what we mean by church. In this context, the verses just before this, the writer of Hebrews makes some statements. And he's saying that since Jesus is our high priest He gives these three exhortations, these these kind of calls or commands. And he says, let us draw near to God. So he says, since Jesus is a high priest, you've placed faith in Jesus. Jesus is our representative of God. God's representative of us. We are committed to Jesus. Let's draw near to God. And he says, let's hold fast our confession. So he gives two calls. He says, we ought to pursue God since we trust Jesus. In that we are, as we pursue God, we also hold fast. We stay committed to our confession of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is our Lord. So we don't let anything in life shake us or sway us from that commitment. And then the third thing is, while we do all this, we consider, we think about, we prioritize how we stir each other up. And then he tells us how. We do it by churching. What is the church? What is it? We've talked about this before. Church comes from this word ecclesia. It does not mean called out ones. It means assembly. It means 
gathering. We see this in the book of Acts. In Acts 19, 32, there's an ecclesia formed that's trying to kill Paul. That is not, those are not Christians. But it's an assembly. So when we say ecclesia, we're talking about an assembly. When we're talking about the ecclesia of Jesus Christ, we're talking about those who have come together under the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we can worship by ourselves. You can worship God by yourself anywhere at any time. You can't church by yourself. You church by coming together with other believers. And this is what he's calling us to prioritize as we consider how to stir up one another towards love and good deeds. He says that we ought to prioritize churching. That means coming together. So that we can draw near to God, that we can hold fast, and we can live what God has called us to live. When we're talking about living this life that Christ has called us to live, us meeting is important. It's not one of those things that can just be an email. If we are going to be living out the call that Jesus has given us, if we're going to be living out each of us who's placed faith in Jesus Christ, each of us as we have looked at that is particularly gifted by God. If we're going to exercise all that God has given us and called us to, it is through us churching, gathering, coming together. And he says, and when we talk about why should we church? Think about it. We belong to Jesus. We are his church. In Matthew 16, 18, we belong to him. So we're not talking about just a gathering for gathering's sake. We're not talking about, we're talking about us who belong to Jesus. We come together. And as we come together, there are things that are occurring. Because it ain't just coming together. Oh, just, just your presence alone, it does mean something. But then there are things that are happening within our presence. Is how we find out why we should church. It does benefits. Like the purpose for us coming to church is not that God saw you, you came in on Sunday morning, check, got it done. No, the purpose is that you come in and as you are here, we encourage one another. We stir up one another so that when we leave... We go out and we are built up to love with the love of Christ. And then we go out and do good as Christ does good. That's why we do this. That's why we come together. That's why we do Bible studies and virtual Bible studies and why we have fellowships and men's events and women's events. And you may be sitting there like, man, I, I don't be feeling like doing all this too much. And it's like, is it? Because the thing is, we're talking about within a span of a week, we're talking about Two times at the most trying to get together for the purpose of what? We grow in God's grace and then we stir up to love as Jesus loved. I guarantee you, if you notice, the times you come to church or Bible study throughout the week, the days following, your attitude is a little better than it is when you don't come to church. Problems that we face. Problems going to always come, but it seems like all of a sudden the problems, we can handle them. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is at work. And you've been stirred up by your brothers and sisters, even when it was just a hug and a hi and how you doing and seeing the kids play together. You've been moved with the love of Christ so that you can go out now and express that love. Even when somebody talk crazy to you on social media, you respond Christ-like. That is why we do 
what we do. We're stirring each other up. And that love, what are you talking about? Is that we live selflessly. That we give, we express grace to others and mercy to others. That we are more forgiven like Christ is forgiven. That we go out of our way to help somebody when they're in need. A whole disposition and, and mindset changes that it is less about me and what I want in my life. And now more about what God wants to do in and through me in my life. It becomes less about me trying to get ahead in my career and seeing how God wants me to use me in the vocation that he's placed me. Yeah, that could be to move up a ladder, but it's to move up a ladder not for a salary, but it's to move up a ladder to be more influential for the kingdom of God. He said, this is why we do what we do. And I love the language he uses here. If you look at different translations, they say, watch out, think, consider. He's using language to say, hey, I want this to be a priority in your mind to how we can check one another out, see the needs of others and build up one another. You know how you can't do that? You can't do that if we're never around each other. And this is something that's interesting because there's this cyclical kind of oscillation, so to speak. I know I'm using this. That's a little redundant, but I'm saying it on purpose. Of this individual and corporate aspect to this life in Christ. Where I have this individual responsibility to hold my commitment and to grow in Christ-likeness. And at the same time, I do that in a part of corporate reality in community that we do that together. So I look after myself, self-governance, that I order my life under Christ. And then I look at, let's say, church governance, meaning that I live out and love my brother and sister within my local congregation for the purpose that we stir up one another. Often times someone come in on a Sunday or a Bible study or a fellowship and life has thrown them a curveball and they may be losing hope. And just through interacting with you under the banner of Jesus Christ, their hope is restored. It's huge. This is why he's called us to a priority, which is do not forsake. Do not neglect the gathering together. That's, that's, that's doing church. And then he says, as some are in the habit of doing. He says, it can become habitual to not come together with believers. There's another problem. It's a disconnect. And truly, it's really a disconnect from understanding our relationship to God. Because one of the aspects of being the church collective is understanding that collectively, we are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 tells us that the Holy Spirit dwells within the church. So when we neglect gathering with the church we're not just removing ourselves from the presence of the other people. We're really removing ourselves from a manifest presence of God himself. And that can be detrimental, my brothers and sisters. That can be a harsh consequence because it's not about a local church. It's about your connectivity to the Lord himself and the activity of the Holy Spirit within that community of faith. 
That's why this is so important when we're talking about church. So the question comes down is like when we talk about why should we church, we really go to how often should we church? How often? That's, that's a question, right? That's a question. That's a question like, well, how, how much are we supposed to go to church? You know, we're supposed to be in church, you know, four days a week, seven days a week. How many times do I need to go to church? How many, and when we say church, I'm talking about gathering. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Forever Family, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Go to daryljones.org, that's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org, to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. We huddle up on Sundays and for us when we do Bible study on Wednesdays and we go over the game plan and we go over the plays and we encourage each other and we hold each other accountable and we love each other and we, we pump each other up and then what do we do? We break out and we go execute the game plan. We do that in life, not just in the game. And so when we talk about how often we should do it, you know what the answer is? As much as we can. As much as we can. What's the trip is, in Hebrews chapter 3, in verse 13, it seems to imply this was happening all the time. reason I say as much as we can is from understanding the importance of the mission. Why we do what we do so that we can go out and do what God has called us to do. This is why it's a priority. One of the ways we gather is on Sundays. We do it on Sundays. Now, why do we do it on Sundays? We see in Acts chapter 20, we see in 1 Corinthians 16 and in 2 Corinthians 9 that there was a gathering. So in the New Testament, followers of Christ got together to worship on the first day of the week. We see that. We even see the earliest documents in Christian history after the New Testament writings in the Didache and the Epistle of Barnabas and in Justin Martyr's Apology, they all speak to the believers gathering together on the first day of the week because Jesus rose on the first day of the week. The whole purpose of why we gather is we're celebrating the resurrection. So you know how you have birthday parties? We celebrate a birthday. You know how people, they have their birthday and they go to the club and they celebrate with their friends? Well, we, we do the same thing. We just celebrate on Sundays and we're celebrating the resurrection. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And we have a whole lot of activities going on in it for the purpose that we stir each other up to love like Jesus and live like Jesus. But it's not just on Sundays because we see stuff is done during the day. We have Bible studies. We have men's meetings and, and women's meetings. We do fellowships. You know what a fellowship is? Fellowship is more than relationship. Fellowship really is about shared life. We call them fellowships when we come together because it's about us just kind of meeting our lives together and doing some life stuff. Not necessarily it's a Bible study. So a fellowship, we've had our ladies go out and they go out and they do like uh, paint with a twist. You know, we had times when we went out to top golf. I did not break out a Bible and we didn't have a Bible study. We sat out there and laughed at each other swinging golf clubs and ate and got full. Had a good time. And you know what? Friendships were made. People found stuff in common. 
It's important. Why? If we don't gather, we can't build a relationship. We can't do life together. We do all these things so that we get to know each other so that we can grow together. We all got relationships. We all got friendships. Do those friendships foster Christ-likeness or do they pull us from the Lord? That's why it's important for us to be gathering together. And I say it as much as possible because we do it as much as possible. Do what he says. He says, as we see the day approaching, as we see the day drawing near, we do it as much as we can until the Lord come back. So it's not like, well, I, I think I can go three times a month. No, he says we do it as much as we can till the Lord come back. That's what the call is. And that's the, what the priority is. So when we do these things, we're talking about we're forever family. And within the family, we are interdependent of one another. We help one another. We draw. We grow together because i'm gonna be real with you i'm gonna tell you the truth isolation from the body of christ equals deterioration i'm gonna say that again isolation from the body of christ equals deterioration some people they get so far along and don't realize they miserable they have discontent in their life their attitudes are off why because they've separated themselves from the body of Christ from the activity of Christ from the activity of the Holy Spirit and they wondering why their families are looking like they're looking their attitude is like it is that they at work and nothing satisfies because you have prioritized the things of the world rather than the things of the Lord I started out with priorities because you got to really look at it like, 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 like for real, like for real, for real. When you set your calendar, when I set my calendar, I put things on my calendar. Why? So when somebody asks me something, I look and I say, oh, I can't do it that day. I have this scheduled. When I have it scheduled, it becomes a priority from whatever else I'm getting invited to. Unless something that is a greater priority comes up. Meaning I had opportunities a couple years ago where they were asking me to come preach the word of God. You know how much of a priority that is for me? Me preaching the word of God is one of the top priorities of my life. Anytime someone, even if it's at a place that not normally going to be preaching, they ask me to come speak. Oh, you want me to speak? You know who I am, right? You know what I'm going to say, right? They're like, come on. I'm like, oh, that's a top priority for me. But then when my daddy got sick and I had to fly home to stay with my daddy, I said, hey, I can't come. These are some other people you can invite. My dad's health and my family can't took a priority over that. We know priorities, right? I say that because when you think about how much of a priority is it that you attend church services on Sundays? How much of a priority is it for you to be a part of Bible studies or the fellowships, whether it's the men's, the women's, family, church picnic, whatever we're doing when we're coming together, how much of a priority? Meaning, do you write on your calendar and then when somebody else comes up with something, you're like, ah, I can't do it because I, I, I got church service on a Sunday. Can we move it back? Is that the priority? And I know a lot of times we don't think of things like that because for us, we just kind of think church, oh, that's just a service. We come in, we get something, and we fail to realize it's part of God's plan to, again, stir up. He uses that word provoke. He says we got to stir each other up. 
Meaning, you loving like Jesus and you living out the good deeds that Jesus has called you to is not coming naturally. We do it to one another. We provoke one another to do these things and we do it by churching. We do it by coming together. We do it by assembling. And we do it because we spend time in God's word. We sing and we worship. We pray and we fellowship. Y'all know that's what we do on Sundays. We come in. I'll be like, hey, come a little early. Y'all can talk, laugh. We come in here. We setting up. We're talking about football. We talking about the game. We talking about all kinds of stuff. We talking about life. We talking about the kids. We talking about work. We talking about all this stuff even while we're setting up. Then we come in and we sing and we worship the Lord and we pray. And then we listen to sermons. We're spending time in God. God's word to hear from God and then we break out and we kick it and laugh and joke in the parking lot in the fellowship hall you know that's all a part that we're building each other up it's all serious because it's part of God's plan it's how he's made things we we sang a song earlier that's just the way it is he's God he's laid out his prescriptions and this is how he wants us to operate for his glory because what do we say Isolation equals deterioration. We celebrate Valentine's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and we celebrate all these things. You want the most popular selling things during those times of year? Flowers. Flowers. It's popular to buy flowers, especially Valentine's Day and anniversaries. Florists. Love those days. Love them. Now what's interesting is you get the most beautiful bouquet of flowers. Beautiful. You can get roses and, and chrysanthemums and I don't, I'm running out of names now because I don't know flowers, right? You know, uh, you get, you, you, uh, I, I'm about to start making up words. But you get a bunch of flowers. I'm just looking at them like flowers. They'd be like, which, which, which bouquet did you get? I'd be like, flowers. I don't know. I just, whichever ones I thought was pretty. Or how much cash I had on me at the time. I don't, you know. I'm terrible. Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not. But flowers, they, they big. What they do, the florists, they go and they, 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 they cut from the vine. They cut the stems and they put them together and they wrap them up in some nice, beautiful paper of plastic. And the presentation is beautiful. You take them home and you put them in a vase and they're beautiful. And what starts to happen they start deteriorating. They were beautiful when you brought them home. But they start dying. And you, you got them in water, but they just don't seem to keep their beauty. They just continue to dwindle and decay to the point they go in where? The trash. They look great for a while. But you want to know the truth about those flowers when you bought them? They were as good as dead when you bought them. They look good when you got them. They were as good as dead. Why? Because they had been cut from the lifeline. It was no more life pulsating in them. And the moment you bought them and took them home, they were on decline, deterioration. Why? Because they had now been isolated from the life-giving source is vine. Family, please hear me. You who are in Christ, when you remove yourself, when you make it a habit of neglecting the gathering together, when you make it a habit of not participating, of coming together with other brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, you may look good for a little while like those flowers. I'm going to tell you something. Your life is deteriorating. It's decaying. I'm not saying you're losing your salvation. 
We are secured in the hands of Almighty God by faith in Jesus Christ. What will occur is decay and deterioration in your life unless you connect back to your life source. Don't be content with that beautiful bouquet. Get you a flower bed. Now I got a flower bed at the house because so, I don't like buying flowers. Y'all hear me say this all the time. Y'all pray for me because my wife likes flowers and I try to do good. But now I got a, I got a, I got a flower, uh, a big old, I don't even know what to call it. We got this big old vase thing. It's in the front of the house. And I love it because it'll start to decay and die. It'll look terrible. I looked at it before and I'm like, man, I got to go buy another one. That thing is, that thing is dead. And I'll water it. But because it's connected, because it has roots, because there's, it's in soil, as soon as I pour some water on it, pow! I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wifey gonna like it when she come in the house. She gonna like it, you know. Why? Because it's connected. It's connected. It's rooted. And it's watered. As we stay connected, we water one another. And even when we start to kind of Decay and dwindle. As we come together, we, we, we perk up. And now we can live out and be exactly who God has called us to be. As we church, we as the family of God live out the life as the family of God. God is intended for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Forever Family where we learn how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of the Forever Family Sermon Series on MP3. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.